Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny back and better than ever, presented by Progressive Insurance. And here we go. The Wild Wild West stinks on ice. We're going to get some answers from Chicago. We got a coach who needs to stop answering questions, and a legend steps aside for good. It's a Tuesday. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Our one place to start is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire and the smartest thing I've done today is ask Dominique Foxworth and Dan Graziano to hang out after we wrap up, get up this morning and, uh, and spend a few minutes here talking football with us. I want to ask you guys very quickly the question of the day, which I have posed on my Twitter page at ESPN Greeny. Watching a game last night in which the Rams looked just terrible. Their offensive line looks terrible. Stafford doesn't look okay to me. He only has one receiver. They really only have one thing they want to do offensively, and that is throw it to Cooper Cup. The 49ers are still quarterbacked by Jimmy Garoppolo, who, while I think good enough, is certainly not great. So my question of the day, and I've got the poll question up right now, is which of the teams we saw last night on Monday Night Football is a legit Super Bowl contender? Niners, Rams, or neither are the three options that I put up there. Nick, who you got? I mean, I got to go with the Niners, uh, and we've seen them be competitive before with this similar formula. They don't have uh, Trent Williams, that great tackle, which I think is going to cost them at some point. I kind of want to say neither, but the way this defense is playing and the way Debo just turns nothing plays into touchdowns, it feels like if we have to pick one, it's certainly going to be that team. And, and the Rams... But like neither is an option. Are you yeah. willing to say you don't see either of these? Again, this is these were the la- last year's NFC Championship right. game participants and the Rams won the Super Bowl. Yep. I'm but not I, I'm, neither feels like a real option to it me. It does feel like a real option. But the NFC being what the NFC is, I think it would be absurd to to count out the 49ers right now as they are going to probably get more comfortable. Jimmy's going to fall back in. He seemed better from one week to this week. Maybe he takes another step. But this defense is the real story. As, as much as we give credit to Kyle Shanahan these last this season and last season, it feels like D'Amico Ryans in that defense has been the real coaching genius on uh, in San Francisco. Danny, what do you think? Yeah, you're going to see D'Amico Ryans, by the way, get calls in January, right, when they're talking about interviewing head coaches. Calls. Uh, head coach candidate, hopefully more than <laughs> that but uh yeah look i i i'd lean neither i I have faith in the in both coaching staffs to get the most out of what they have um but yeah i I just think the rams are just so short in key areas that offensive line is a mess uh they really don't you're absolutely right all they want to do is throw it to cooper cup because that's the (laughs) quickest thing matt stafford can do when he drops back they haven't done anything in terms of a run game uh their defense is good but it hasn't been good enough to carry them like san francisco's has i mean the only teams that have scored fewer points than the Rams are the Bears, the Broncos, and the Colts. Like, that's not good company. So they're gonna need, it's got to change quick. And I, I don't know where all the Geno Smith disrespect is coming from, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm not sure either one of these teams is – I mean, like, it, it's, a, it's a mess in that division right so, now. So, so say what, – what do you mean by that? Geno Smith saying, is like, playing great. Yeah, they could, they could sneak – I mean, like, they could make that division tougher than we thought. Arizona is somehow winning games. Uh, every, <laughs> isn't everybody 2-2, two and two, right? Isn't that the whole division? That so, division is all 2-2. Two and two. I, Stunningly I Seattle with Geno playing yeah, great. I think it's a – Arizona just played Carolina, which yeah. felt like a bye if you watch that game. That was, I mean, Carolina, Baker Mayfield looks just terrible, but that's a whole different story for a different day. So one way or another, it starts there. 
because this was a division we thought might be the best in the sport last year, and now all of a sudden, I'm not sure we're sold on anybody. Yeah, I mean, so, the, oh, sorry. Who in the NFC are we sold on? That's my question. You sold? got the Eagles, they're 4 0. Yeah. We got my Cowboys, and I, I mean, I have adopted <laughs> my Cowboys they're because yours. I was right and everyone else in the world was wrong. Yes. A lot of people love Green Bay. I don't. Yeah. A lot of people giving up on Tampa. I'm not. Minnesota? I, who do we like? Yeah, I like the Eagles. And uh, that was um, the preseason pick I made. And so I'm taking taking them. You can have the Cowboys. And you deserve them. Because when we all jumped off that ship, you were the only one on it. And it stayed afloat. So that is all yours. But the question with the Eagles' entire roster was, can their quarterback get better? Can their quarterback oh, be yeah. effective? He's done that. There really is no question. And also... Uh, injuries are a part of football in a way that they're not in other sports, which is why depth matters. And the Eagles are one of the teams that are built in a way that they could survive and sustain some injuries. They've already had a couple here and there. Every team has had a couple here and there. They're going to have more as the season goes on, as um, unfortunate as it is to say. But they have, like, two good tackles, two good receivers, two good cornerbacks, two good defensive tackles, two good offensive tackles, two good guards, a great center, and a quarterback who can do everything right now. So I feel comfortable and safe uh, in saying that that's the team to beat in the NFC. I think everyone at this moment would agree they're the team to beat in the NFC, but who else? Yeah. Like, who else are well, we buying into a quarter of the way into the schedule of Graz? I'm, I'm never going to rule out Aaron Rodgers' team, especially they, uh, they've got three straight 13-win seasons. They seem to know what they're doing, and I think they're going to put this offense together, and it's going to get better as the season goes along. I think they have a very good defense. They, they weren't, it wasn't their best game uh, on Sunday, but I think uh, more often than not, they'll be good on defense. Uh, and in terms of, you know, you talk about going into the season, the Eagles roster depth was a big reason to like them. Mm-hmm. And it's showing up, as you mentioned. But, I mean, Dallas had more than we gave them credit for, right? Yeah. They've lost their starting quarterback and their starting left tackle, and they've gone 3-0 and since. Uh, that, that matters. And, and so that could be a very interesting race there. I still like Green Bay to come out of it as they did preseason. A little concerned they lost to Minnesota uh, in week one, especially if Minnesota hangs around all year yeah. and makes the tiebreaker question interesting. But I think in the end, I would take Rodgers' team over Cousins' team. And, and then over in the AFC, I was, and this is Greeny, by the way, presented by Progressive Insurance, looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces. Come join their growing team. Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Interesting stuff coming out of Pittsburgh. And we'll set aside a few minutes later. I just had this sent to us. Um, a, a guy by the name of Darius does research for us on Get Up. And he sent me this note. Mike Tomlin will meet the media today in Pittsburgh and will release their um, their uh, too deep, what do you call it? Their, uh, their depth chart, excuse oh, me, at 11.15. We have to assume Kenny Pickett is going to be the starting quarterback. And we've gone to his era, right? I believe that's the case, yes. Right. But in the same note, they sent me a note. Do you, I, I gave it to you guys during the break, so I know you already know the answer. They play at Buffalo this weekend. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a 14-point underdog at the Bills on Sunday. The last time the Pittsburgh Steelers were an underdog of that magnitude was 1969. It has been that long. It has been since the beginning of Chuck Knoll. They've gone Knoll to Cower yeah. to Tomlin. They've been the most consistent team in, in, in all of sports, frankly. Those are the, I've just named the three head coaches they've had since yep. 1969. 
And that is the last time they were a 14-point underdog. Uh, tough times right now for the Pittsburgh I mean, even, Steelers. Even without uh, T.J. Watt, I can't imagine that the defense is going to be so bad that they can lose by 14 points. But I guess it's, it's possible because they haven't been as great as I want them to be. You should give the offensive line – I've been very critical of the offensive line. They still can't run the ball, but it seems as if they can at least protect the passer. The problem is they have an unproven passer who turned the ball over – three times in his first start. You said this is the start of the Pickett era. It's a very unattractive start of an era if you get thrown into the game and give the ball to the other team three times. Yeah, I, I think it's rough. I, I think that the spread makes some sense given what we've seen from both of these teams. I mean, Buffalo looks like a team that can put up a big pile of points. But it gets worse, right? Like, it's they're at Buffalo. They're home to the Bucks. They're at Miami. They're at Philadelphia. I mean, this is – we've talked so much about Mike Tomlin never having a losing season. You, you lose those next four games, which they absolutely could do. You're staring up at one and seven uh, it's, it's, it's gotten real in a hurry for the, for the Steelers. 1969, when I mentioned they were a 14-point underdog, that season it was Chuck Knoll's first as the Steelers coach. They went 1-13. They got the first pick in the draft. They used that to take Terry Bradshaw. Oh, Things buddy. changed then in a hurry. Yeah. That's Dominic's favorite quarterback yeah. of all TV time. 12, the, the original. original. The, we should tell that story. You know, <laughs> this, this radio show is a place to have some fun. So, you'll like this. So... One day on Get Up, and this is two years ago, I guess now, three years yeah, ago, some yeah, number of years ago, Dominique was listing off quarterbacks who were in the Hall of Fame who weren't all that good. <laughs> I forget exactly why we were on that conversation, but in just throwing out a slew of names, <laughs> inexplicably, you said Terry Bradshaw. And Terry Bradshaw was the first quarterback to win four Super Bowls. You don't need me to mm-hmm. tell you that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. For some reason, it just came A really out. good defense. <laughs> it was a really good defense. They had more Hall of Famers than any team ever. I get it. But I'm old enough to have watched him play. Bradshaw was a good player. Anyway, Great. that's neither here nor there. I'm at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Stace and I are in Miami, and I run into Michael Wilbon and Terry Bradshaw in the lobby of a hotel. And I'm saying hello, and, and I'm all excited to talk to Terry. I've met him a time or two, but I don't know. I mean, he was a, he was a star from my childhood. Mm-hmm. And Bradshaw stares me in the face, <laughs> and he goes, who's that skinny guy you have on your show? Skinny guy. And I said, what? And he said, that skinny guy. I watch your show every single morning. Who's that skinny guy? And Stace, not picking up on the moment, says, I think he means Dominic Foxworth. And I said, I know who he means. I'm just trying very hard not to take the fall. And that was yep. that is my man. Terry Bradshaw story. I was just joking. Terry's the man. He's a Hall of Fame. It just was hilarious to me that he cared. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And that's how and it's a difference between a player like Terry Bradshaw and me and all the rest of the players who are not in the Hall of Fame is whatever is in them is like that that fueled by yeah. any bit of doubt. Like Terry has not strapped up the helmet in a long time. But I had one slightly inaccurate comment. Terry was hot. Yeah, but but all the guys are like that, right? Like right. Rodgers is writing down everything everybody says about him. Brady, these guys, they pay attention to that and probably will now, to Terry Bradshaw's point, 40 years after their career. But I was going to say, like, you won, Terry. Like, like, you're in the Hall of Fame. Like, who cares what anybody else thinks? Well, they need to believe it. It's true at all points. <laughs> I now know I that Terry it. Bradshaw fully deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe he does. he should get an MVP this year. <laughs> he does. He does deserve it. Uh, Greeny with Graziano and Fox. 
Foxworth. Uh, let me leave it with one other uh, football thing of the moment here. Um, let's go over to the AFC. Let me think this thing through. Okay, how about this? Um, John Harbaugh made the decision hmm. to go for it on the fourth and two from the two-yard line, fourth and goal from the two-yard line on Sunday and winds up losing a game against Buffalo. Did he make the right or wrong call, Neek? Absolutely right call. I like the aggressiveness to try to take the game and win it there. The real unfortunate part was the turnover. They got to move it out to the 20 on a touchback rather than have them pinned deep. With a kicker like you have, and I guess the way that I think about it is, all right, if you kick the extra point, then the two possible alternatives is, the Bills go down and score, the Bills go down and tie the game, or you actually stop the Bills. And then it seems like the other situation is what you would end up with is the ball with the chance to score backed up if the Bills kick that field goal and tie it. That's kind of what you were a situation that you were setting yourself up for, except you're not backed up. So I like the decision there. The alternative is to give Josh Allen the ball with four minutes left and a three point lead. To me, that does not feel as safe as, uh, taking the seven-point lead at that moment. What do you think, Graz? Yeah, and I mean, you were talking on on Get Up about, like, uh, Rex Ryan, right, and Ryan Clark saying it insults the defense. The defense would be upset. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but, like, I'm trying to win a game and not worry about your feelings. Like, you guys haven't stopped anybody. We've we've given up big leads all year long. Like, we got to try and get a touchdown here because the field goal is not good enough. I think think overall, in terms of – uh, what the percentages tell you, it was the smart play. And I think circumstantially, given who his team is and what he knows about it right now, it was the right play. Well, it's, it's interesting because, and Nick, you played in Baltimore. Rex was, he was thinking in his mind like a Raven. He was like, I would be yeah. running down the sideline as the defensive coordinator yelling, kick the field goal. Because we still perceive them to be a defensive team just because that's what they've been for so long. But Ray Lewis and Ed Reed aren't on that team anymore. Yeah, and I mean, while we're saying that, Rex is saying it, RC is saying it, some other people are saying it from the outside – I don't hear the Ravens' defensive players saying that, and it would be really hard to say that given the fact that they had the Bills on the 20-yard line and they still could have stopped them, and they didn't. So, like, saying you don't believe in us, and then, like, saying, but look what we just did. It's a real hard position to take. All right, one thing before I let you guys go. We may have come up with something brilliant here. It was Graziano's idea, uh, and that is that Michael Irvin doing (laughs) cooking tips. I got you, I got you. Yeah. I like to have tea in the morning. It gets, gets my throat nice and, and lubricated. The most important thing about your tea is you got to have hot water. It's got to be really hot. And then after the hot water, you put the tea bag and dip, dip, dip. And I don't like too much sugar, just a pinch, a pinch of sugar. You stir it up, clink, 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 clink. And then you take a sip. And that is how you make Michael Irvin tea early in the morning. Oh, that's so good. Oh, we have to do something with it. I don't yet know what it is. But Dominique's Michael Irvin impression is now my favorite thing about my job. Uh, Guys, you are the best. Thank you both, as always. I appreciate it. Fun day today. You know, we all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. We've got my takes, question of the day, your calls, and more as we continue on ESPN. PN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, 
Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Brainstorm, what is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star shopify powers 10 percent of all e-commerce in the u.s and shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, rothy's and brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com com slash greenie or lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greenie greenies takes and so for greenies takes today i bring in uh, hembo i have the assembled members of the hashtag crew all around us we got bubba we got nuno and we'll start with Hembo. Hembo's primary job is as a content producer for Get Up Every Morning, and it is your job to ask a variety of questions to our analysts on the show every single day. Now you're going to ask them to me, and I'm going to give you the right answers. Go. Are the Packers actually going to be better this year than last year? Hell to the no. This idea, and look, I love Orlovsky, and, and, and we sometimes joke around about Monday Dan because he'll give us some crazy takes on Mondays. He didn't present this one that way. And I saw this got a lot of attention on social media yesterday. We posted it from the Get Up account, and it had 126,000 views in like two minutes on Twitter. Um, of Dan saying by the end of the season, he thinks Green Bay's offense is going to be better by the end of the season than it was last year with Devontae Adams. And I think that's crazy. Do I think Christian Watson will emerge as a good player? Maybe. Do I think they're finding something in Romeo Dobbs? Yeah. Do I think that Alan Lazard is a, a good, solid number two receiver who is being forced to be the number one on that team? Yeah. Do I think Randall Cobb is going to stay healthy all year? I wouldn't bet on that. And even so, he's an accent piece. I just don't think this team has any chance of being better offensively by the removal of Devontae Adams. Might and, you feel differently if the Packers signed Odell Beckham when he's healthy? 
Yes, I would feel vastly different. Odell Beckham is a true, legit number one receiver. Uh, now, I don't know how healthy he's going to be and all that. He tore up his, Achilles, his um, ACL in the Super Bowl. So that's February. So uh, all those are questions. But if you gave me a healthy Odell, that would change my perspective mm. on them completely. But they needed 70 minutes to beat Bailey Zappi at home. Like, let's not get all excited about them being 3-1. and one. I understand the record. You are what your record says you are. But I'm not at all. I, look, I think, I think Aaron is saying it right. He's like, the way we're winning is not sustainable. I think he's right. What's the next question? Do you view the Cowboys as a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Hell to the yes. They absolutely are. Be impossible not to. You tell me a team outside of the Eagles right now in the NFC that looks definitively better than them. I, I don't think there is one. The Cowboys are 3-1. and one. Yes, have they played a murderer's row of competition? Of course not. But they've done it without their best, or in this case, maybe second best player. You take the starting quarterback off of practically any team in the sport, they should be finished. And I had one expert after another writing off the Cowboys after week one. And not only are they not done, but they have shown you they have a good roster. They have good backs. They have good receivers. They have great defense. And they're about to get back one of the best quarterbacks in the sport. Dak, back, Cowboys, dangerous? Heck yes. There's no question in my mind the Cowboys are a legit Super Bowl contender. What's next? Is it already time to panic if you're a fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Absolutely not. But besides answering that question, actually, Bubba, lose the music. Hembo posited something to me in the office this morning, and I want both Bubba and Nuno, and of course everyone else listening, to hear this. Because there's all this talk about, oh, the Bucs don't look good, they don't look crisp, the offense is not, does not look right, they're 2-2. Two and two. All these questions about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Hembo just sort of said something offhandedly to me in the office this morning that I thought was pretty interesting. Hembo, go ahead and share this. Imagine just for a minute that Aaron Rodgers took off 11 days away from training camp. Imagine just for a minute that Aaron Rodgers is taking Wednesdays off during the NFL season. And imagine just for a minute that in the two games Aaron Rodgers has won this year, his offense scored one touchdown in each of them. That obviously has not happened. It has happened exactly to Tom Brady, who took off 11 days during training camp, is taking Wednesdays off during the season, and right now is quarterbacking, at least through three games, one of the worst offenses in the NFL. I can't imagine a scenario in which any quarterback aside from Tom Brady could have done all those things and we would not be heavily critical of him at this point in the season. Well, Rodgers is the only reasonable comparison because no other quarterback is even remotely of the stature of Brady. So to say no other quarterback could do that, even the really, really, really good young ones like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and, and Lamar Jackson, they haven't earned what Brady has earned, but Rodgers has, or as close as anyone could possibly be. So the question that I think is a reasonable one is, if Rodgers' offense looked the way Brady's offense looks right now, would we be talking about those 11 days he missed in training camp a lot more than anyone that I'm aware of is with Brady? Because to be honest with you, I haven't brought it up once. Mm. I didn't even think of it. Nuno, what do you think? We definitely will. 
But I think the issue and why we're not talking about those 11 days is because we don't know why he took that time off. We all assume why he took that time off, right? But, like, we don't know why he did that. So, and not only that, how many championships, Super Bowls has he won? He has done less with more when you compare him to Rodgers. And Rodgers needs to be there. Because we've killed Rodgers for not working out with his teammates during the summer, right? Because Rodgers has come up small in those big moments. Here's what I really liked about that. It was a good reason and, 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 and an interesting take. But the, juxta- the accidental juxtaposition of the words was funny to me. You just said that Brady has done less with more, when in reality he has done more with less. And that is the reason that Brady does deserve the benefit of the doubt. But, but uh, here's the thing. I think we know that Tom Brady took the time off. Tell me if this is fair. Because he felt that there were events in his life outside of football that needed to be tended to. And again, to the best of our knowledge, it was not a life or death situation. It was the relatively normal matters of a person's personal life. I don't know for certain that that's why he was not there. But I think, it, I think that is what we generally believe to be the case. So... You know, I think that if Rodgers had done that, and he's got all kinds of... If he had gone and said, I just need to go to Mexico and and do ayahuasca for 11 days, you know, like Dennis Rodman once famously left for a weekend to Vegas, Bubba, I think we'd be talking about it. Do you think that there should be some people looking sideways at Tom for the start that the Buccaneers have gotten off to? Um, I, I don't, I just don't think so. I, I just think he's just earned so much benefit of the doubt. And we've just even seen in the past, whatever adversity, I, I just think it comes down to this basically, whatever adversity you tend to see with Tom, he just battles through it. So the thought is basically, he's just going to come out of it. So yes, if it was any other quarterback, I agree. We would definitely be talking about it. If this was Aaron Rodgers, he would be absolutely getting destroyed mm. if he were to be missing time being bad. But for Tom Brady, I think the thought is always, well, he's going to figure it out. He's going to come through. They're going to get it together. They're still going to win the NFC. They're whatever. They're going to. I think with Tom, you always just think he's going to figure it out. And then plus, you add in the thought of the personal thing. No one's bashing him for that. It wasn't like he, like you said, he wasn't partying. You know, in Florida, like the thought is it's a personal issue, so people can relate to that. So they're not even to crush him for that. So I think people just think, yeah, he's going to figure it out. He's the greatest of all time, and he's dealing with some personal things. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I think that the benefit of the doubt is the most important piece of this. I remember many years ago, I'm going to take you back through the mists of time. I was covering the Chicago Bulls in the 90s when they acquired Dennis Rodman, and Rodman got suspended. You can look this up. I forget how long the suspension was for. But he had gone through a bunch of stuff. I mean, everyone remembers Rodman remembers that he had a, repu- a well-earned reputation as a dirty player before he got to Chicago. And he kicked a report, a, uh, a cameraman on the court in a very private area. He fell into a cameraman. It, it, it kind of hurt him a little bit, Rodman. Like, you know, the cameraman wasn't doing anything wrong. He was literally just sitting there shooting the game, which is his job to do. And Rodman, very, in a very much premeditated act, Kicked him pretty hard. And how long did he get suspended for? Do you have it there? 11 games. 11 games. And I remember all the talk on the talk shows in Chicago back then when I was working. Oh, they would never suspend anyone else 11 games for that. And my take was, you're 100% right. But your reputation precedes you. You frequently do get what you deserve in life. He earned the opposite of the benefit of the doubt. Whatever the benefit of the doubt, whatever the, the 
The absolute opposite of that is that whatever the antonym of benefit of the doubt is, that's what Rodman had earned. And conversely, Brady has earned the benefit of the doubt more than any player ever has. I also happen to believe that, okay, let me finish this topic with this question. If you had to bet an amount of money that mattered to you, your hard-earned money, Hembo, on one team to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl right now, which would it be? Does it have to be either the Packers or the Bucks, or can it be any team? No, any team. Then I'd pick the Eagles. I mean, the you, e- would, you, you right now have more confidence in a team being quarterbacked by Jalen Hurts to make it to the Super Bowl than a team being quarterbacked by Tom Brady. I do, because the team quarterbacked by Jalen Hurts is absolutely loaded. The Eagles roster is m- m- markedly better than either of those two. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Hurts has also improved so much so that I'm confident he's sort of flattened the curve, the difference between he and those legendary quarterbacks. Say, I guess what I'm saying is if I had to pick one team in the NFC right now, I love the Eagles, I love the Cowboys, I'm sure Rodgers will get it together, and I think San Francisco's defense is great. Mm. But I would still take Tampa. Call me crazy. Now, you can be a part of Greeny Nation, Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. And I want to make sure you know you can now watch our show live in the ESPN app. Open the app, hit watch on the bottom tab. You'll be able to watch our show live. Uh, so uh, just another different way that you can hang out with us, the members of the Hashtag Crew. Uh, one next order of business. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? So if you listen to us on Fridays, you know who you got is a Friday staple on this program where Bubba will run through a variety of questions. And what I decided uh, over the weekend, I was thinking about it. I like that feature. And one of the things that he does, he always asks sort of a fun question in there, and we have a little time to have some fun with it. And it's always the very end of the show on Friday. And I thought, anybody who doesn't listen to the very end of the show on Friday, if you're with us as you are now on a Tuesday relatively early in the show, then you don't get to hear it. So I said, Bubba, let's try and sneak these in throughout the week. Let's have a little fun who you got. We'll just spend, you know, 60 to 90 seconds answering one fun question. Bubba, go. All right, 18 years ago yesterday, the Montreal Expos played their final regular season game at Shea Stadium. Great place. And then they moved to Washington, D.C. So, which team that no longer exists would you like to see return to the sports world? Who you got? That's an excellent question. So, I mean, it, theoretically, the Montreal Expos became the Washington Nationals, right? So, I Correct. Mean, but the, you could but, say, but that's what you mean. Yeah. Okay, so so you can let's just say you can put an expansion team in Montreal and call them the Expos. I understand. I understand. So when the Cleveland Browns moved out of Cleveland and became the Baltimore Ravens, the NFL did it exactly right. They put a team in Cleveland and called them the Browns. So the Browns history just has a little hiatus. I forget how many years, two, three, something like that years there were no Cleveland Browns and then they were again. They got it totally wrong when the Colts moved from Baltimore to Indianapolis. If you're my age, the Colts should always have been the Baltimore Colts. And the fact what they should have done when the Ursays decided to pack everything up in the middle of the night and move in a bunch of buses to Indianapolis, they should have renamed the franchise the Indianapolis something else and left the name Colts in Baltimore and eventually put a team there. They didn't have the foresight to do it. No one knew the sport was going to expand the way it has. Am I forgetting an obvious one? That's the one that jumps to mind. Yeah, I like mean, the well, Baltimore the, the, Colts. The correct answer is the Hartford Whalers, but I mean, you know. You know, when I came to ESPN, I, I certainly, I, I, the people who grew up in and around the Hartford area 
wax rhapsodic about the Hartford Whalers to the point that it makes you want to throw up. <laughs> I mean, but, but, but what you have to come to realize is that Whalers. like outside of the of of this, the Connecticut that part of the state of Connecticut, even if you go down to the southern part of the state of Connecticut, like Fairfield County, they don't miss the Hartford Whalers. Everyone who, like you, growing up in Avon, rooting for the Cowboys, the Mets, and Duke, decided that you love the Hartford Whalers so much, and that's your whole life. Is this the Hartford Whalers theme song? Yeah. You just happen to have that handy, it's do you? It's always ready. Yeah. Because everyone in America just sort of pines for the days. It's it's either the Hartford Whalers or the Baltimore Colts. I don't know. What it's, about it, the Supersonics? That's it, the one you're missing. The Seattle Supersonics, a very good one. That's a good one. There should be an NBA team in Seattle. There should be a baseball team in Brooklyn still. That is the absolute right answer to this question. Baseball was at its All zenith right. in the uh, 50s uh, with who, three teams who, in New who, York. Who let, who let their grandfather on set today? <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Who you got with us here? Usually on Fridays, but we're going to sneak it in other times. We have fun questions like that was a good one. Uh, coming up next, what if I told you I could give you 25 extra minutes in your day and sacrifice nothing? Because I could do it. Greeny, the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. What what is the one thing that all of us, I don't know if it really matters how old you are, but certainly if you're a little bit older, that there's nothing more valuable than time. That's an expression you've heard many times, right? Your time is the most valuable commodity you have. So I want to share with you 
a study that was done in minor league baseball where they instituted a pitch clock. They put in an amount of time that a pitcher had to throw a pitch with a runner on base, a different time when the bases were empty. They instituted this through AAA baseball. And what they found was the average time of minor league games dropped from three hours and three minutes to two hours and 38 minutes. Let me make 100% clear what happened. They cut out 25 minutes in which nothing took place. Literally nothing. Downtime between pitches is the equivalent of nothing, and it saved them 25 minutes. Now they're instituting this in Major League Baseball, and people are against it. Who are you? And what is wrong with you? We're offering you 25 minutes of your life back every single day in exchange for nothing. You sacrifice nothing. The same number of pitches will be thrown. The same number of runs will be scored. The same number of outs will be recorded. And we can just do it 25 minutes faster. No one in their right minds in the society in which we live today would be against that. So how on earth are these traditionalists out there complaining about a pitch clock? I say that and turn to my left. Because Hembo, while actually a 31-year-old man, is somewhere in his mid-70s when it comes to your sports considerations and other sensibility. Are you against having 25 minutes of your day handed back to you every single day in exchange for nothing? (laughs) I am not against it. And in fact, I actually think this caters to the traditionalist as much as it caters to a newer generation. Because baseball's intention here is for the game to look like the game that you watched growing up in terms of pace, in terms of tempo. Sure, it applies to the younger generation because our world has sped up while baseball has slowed down in all candor. But I don't understand what people group this does not appease because I think it makes sense for any kind of baseball fan that you are unless you just want 30 minutes of your day devoted to something and not something else. Right. 25 minutes, to be exact, is the number that they found in AAA that it removed from a game. And again... You don't miss anything. You don't lose anything. So in what circumstance in life could I offer you 25 extra minutes to do whatever you want and sacrifice nothing? You know when they set the clocks back and you get an extra hour? Like you're always kind of bummed about the setting back of the clocks because it means it's fall and it's going to get dark earlier. But you are like, well, at least I get an extra hour. Like an extra hour is kind of a nice thing. Once a year, I'm offering you 25 (laughs) minutes every single day. 162 times. What is 162 times 25? That's 4,050 minutes and thus... 68 hours of your year back. 68 hours. So that's, that's two days. That's three days. <laughs> How many times? is 24 times 3 is 72. That's right. It's almost three days. I'm offering you three extra days a year of life in which you can do whatever you want. Are you going to look me in the face and say, nah, not interested. I'd prefer a more leisurely pace in my baseball. I'd prefer a little extra time of nothing happening at all. Just watching a guy adjust his cup and spit for an extra 25 minutes a day.
Because that's all you lose. So I don't, to me, I, please tell me if you disagree. I, I, I've got Tommy Waddle coming up, so I can't open the phones. But we should open the phones to this at some point. And I am welcoming calls of people who disagree. Uh, this is Greeny. We come to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. We are brought to you by Chase. Uh, we're going to get some answers out of Chicago that we desperately need. Power rankings and more on the way on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.